0: The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Storytelling inspires, engages, and moves people to action. It's a superpower that anyone can learn. Welcome to Story Powered with your host, Leanne Pico. Stories can hold you back, and stories can move you forward. Let our program help you activate your storytelling superpower and take your business to the next level. Now, here is Leanne Pico.
1: Hello, and welcome to Story Powered. I'm Leanne Pico, your host. I'm so glad you could be here with me today. It's going to be a great show. Um, Today, I will be chatting with Jean Storley of Telling, and we're going to help you mine your life for stories. I'm really excited about this. It's a popular topic and um, and an important one. Um, But first, I want to thank my guest from last week. It was Steve Seeger of StoryWise. Uh, Steve and I had a really good chat about putting the biz back into your business, storytelling. Um, He shared a really cool technique with us called storylining that he had learned um, when he worked for the BBC many years ago, and it's about planning your story before um, executing it. So um, really important topic, and, and, and uh, especially if you're um, using story to make change or convey a particular message, um, Steve has some great tips for you. So check that out on the On Demand Library. Um, so, But stay with us right now, because we're going to be talking, like I said, about um, where and how to find stories to tell uh, in your personal life. Or, or out in the world. We're going to talk about it. Jean's going to help me with that. Before we do that, I wanted to ask you a big favor. So I'm currently building an online story community called the Story Powered Institute. It will be a place where people who love story can talk about story, think story, and ultimately in in uh, my vision is to grow a story because um, story makes the world a better place, and uh that's just how it is. I believe it fully. Um, so really, what I, what I'm going to ask you to do is I have a survey out right now, and it's um, I'm trying to find out what some of the trends are in story in terms of how we use story or um, how people are are you know what they're doing in story. So I'd love your input. So you can either email me at leanne at verygoodstories dot com to get the link, or you can go to my website at verygoodstories.com. dot com. I can also give you the the link right now. So grab yourself a pen. It's HTTPS colon backslash 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 www.surveymonkey.com backslash R backslash capital SPI lowercase story survey. So it might be easier to go to my website, but try that out. So go to verygoodstories.com, the the survey's in the footer. So the best part about this is not uh, not it's not just that we're going to get some really cool story information, but uh, you can also be entered into a draw of six fabulous storybooks, and they are signed by the authors, all of whom have appeared on this show or will be soon. So the story bundle includes Whoever Tells the Best Story Wins by Nat Simmons, Business Storytelling for Dummies by Karen Dietz and Laurie Silverman. Circle of the Nine Muses by David Hutchins. That's a storytelling field guide. Lots of how-to stuff in there. Story Branding by Jim Signorelli. The Tao of Storytelling by Claire Taylor, and Lead with a Story by Paul Smith. Like seriously, that's quite a book bundle, and and signed by the authors. So um, I'm very very excited, and I really hope you participate. Okay, blatant self-promotion finished. I don't do it very often, so you can tell how excited I am. I'm excited about giving away great storybooks, and I'm excited about some of the information we're getting. Um, I'll be sharing that with you more. Um, It's really interesting how people are using story out in the world. So let's get focused on today's topic. Um, So listen, so many of my clients and workshop participants, um, you know, when you first approach the idea of story, they say stuff like, I don't have any stories. And it's a common feeling. And it's just not true. You have thousands of stories. Um, It's just a case of going looking for them. And I'm excited to have Jean Storley of Storley Telling here today to walk us through how we can mine our life for stories. So Jean, um, so Jean Storley, and it's really handy, her name. Last name is that, right? (laughs) Jean Storley. I wish my last name was that cool. Um, Jean Storley combines her education in nutrition and exercise science with her experience in marketing communications to distill the complexity of health into actionable strategies that enable business growth. Over her 35-year career, she's created health communications for food, wellness, and healthcare companies, including 13 years at General Mills. Early in her career, Jean stumbled on storytelling as a way to inspire lifestyle change in her patients and clients. Later, as a corporate leader, she wove stories into coaching, mentoring her teams, and communicating with executives. In 2012, Jean founded Storytelling, LLC, to help business leaders drive innovation by connecting the scientific and emotional sides of health. This turning point sparked a journey into storytelling that transformed her consulting work and took her passion for stories to a new level. Her storytelling workshops teach professionals how to create meaningful stories for business communications and leadership. Jean, welcome to Story Powered. Good afternoon. I'm so excited. It's great to have you there. It's great to have you here. No, not there. Here. I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm too excited right now. So, listen, tell us, what's your story? We just heard a little bit about it, but what brought you, um, tell us a bit about how you fell in love with story and and what your path was like.
2: Well, I guess my story starts with automatic out, because that's what the kids would chant when I was a scrawny little girl, and it was my turn to bat the ball. hate that so yeah no surprise I hated sports and gym class so later on fast forward I'm in college I get a C in tennis so I put off taking you know any more phys ed classes until my junior year and by that point I was deep into my nutrition training and I thought I'm paging through the catalog and I saw a course called nutrition and fitness and I thought well I should be able to ace the nutrition part even if I flunk fitness, and maybe I can do something better than a C. So, this class transformed my life. It was unlike any other uh, uh, physical education class I'd taken because instead of evaluating our athletic skills, we were evaluated on setting goals. So, I started running, and the running changed my life. Um, fitness and exercise became a core value. Uh, but more importantly, I learned how to overcome failure. And um, this experience also sparked me to pursue my master's degree in exercise science because I wanted to take that experience to other
1: people. Wow, that's a big so, switch. Pardon? That's a big move from automatic out. Yeah, it is. It's a really big yeah, move. Good for you. Um, good for
2: you. So, yep. Yeah, so, we dialed forward a few more years. I'm in graduate school. And um, Bernie comes into my life. Bernie was a cardiac rehab patient, and he was really angry um, and resistant to the lifestyle changes that we were teaching him. I can remember him standing in the back of my class with his arms crossed and kind of making snide remarks under his breath. And then he sent his wife to do the nutrition counseling because, you know, she does all the cooking, doesn't have anything to do with him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um, he made me really uncomfortable. I was 23 years old, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. I didn't, you know, really quite know how to deal with someone who was being rude and didn't want all my great information. So, you know, a few months go by, and Bernie realizes um, after showing up at the track three times a week and walking around that he's feeling better than he had in years. And one day, it dawned on him that his heart attack had actually given him a new lease on life. Bernie brought to me a gift, a little trinket, with an apology and asked me, an apology for being rude, and asked me if I would do his counseling again, this time just for him. Bernie gave me a huge gift, not the trinket, but the gift of insight that my facts and knowledge couldn't help people change their lives unless I understood their emotions. Mm -hmm. So I began to pay more attention to my clients' stories, and I shared the stories, um, shared stories that that I knew that could help to inspire them and give them hope. So that sort of was very early on when storytelling um, became just something I stumbled on. And then later on, when I was in corporate America, I found that stories could also enhance my leadership effectiveness, and um, so it was a simmering interest for 30 years. But three years ago, when I left General Mills um, and founded Storytelling, I decided to focus my energy and my consulting on what I love and what I'm good at, and that was when I took a deeper dive into storytelling and began to devour books and resources on all the applications of story in the business world and so it's kind of like automatic the automatic out episode in my life that the storytelling journey has also transformed my consulting work connected me to like amazing new people like you and ignited this new passion that's filtering through really all the the different facets of my
1: my um my work my career that's amazing i love that story i love jean's story because it's not um, it's it's such a uh, it is like a journey of passion as well as um, you know, for me, one of the things, and I worked in uh, mental health uh, many years ago. And, um, and so one of the things I was drawn to uh, with Jean, we, we've, kept in touch for a little while is around the health background and I know you don't fully focus on that now um, because you you, obviously you help um, health agencies with your work but you also help other leaders and and corporate folk but one of the things I love about story in health is um, it is one of the classic cases where we shove Mm -hmm. facts at people continually Mm -hmm. and then go why aren't they listening
2: (laughs) (laughs) right that is that it's continual. So and, you know, it, when you kind of look at, like, a health event in someone's life, like Bernie with his heart attack, yeah. but um, there's a huge flood of emotions that are going on. And if we aren't paying attention to that, um, we people can't hear because until their emotions are are in a settled place, it's hard to take in facts and hard to make rational decisions because we're just operating with, um, you know, the adrenaline and the panic and the fear and the anger and all those sorts of things that that Bernie was going through.
1: Yeah, Yeah. he's a great example of somebody who um, needed to accept his own story in order to move forward. Yeah, right. That's a, that was a really good example of, of, of how it works. And, and you know, the piece in preventative health too. So again, we yeah. kind of, um, you know, give facts and, and tell people on cigarette packets how many people died last year and things like that. And it still doesn't necessarily have the impact um, that mm-hmm. we want it to. And sometimes with health, unfortunately, and I'm bad for this too, it's until you're in it and experiencing mm-hmm. something that it's... Yeah. Um, that it's relevant. And so that's the—that's why I think storytelling is so crucial for health because story enables you to be in somebody else's experience before you get right. there yourself. Yeah. 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 I mean,
2: like coming back to Bernie, you know, his story, it's a, it was a story of grief that he needed yeah. to go through that anger, denial, um, bargaining as part of the right. change process before he could arrive at that wonderful new place of a transformed life. And, yeah. um, you know, Bernie went on to become, like, the star of the, the cardiac rehab program, and any new patients that would come in, he'd take them under his wing, and I kind of wonder, you know, that was their private conversations, but I have a feeling he was sharing his story mm. and helping them move through their grief faster, and... Yeah. So you are absolutely right, and I, it was like, again, when I stumbled on that, I remember creating a class called The Challenge of Change, and we dissect um, change and explore yeah. changes that people could relate to, getting married, you know, graduating college, starting a new job, moving to a new city, having kids, and what they went through when they had that change, and then we'd sort of extrapolate out some of the emotions from those stories yeah. so that they could realize that's part of what they're going to go through when they're losing weight or, or stopping smoking um, and making any kind of big lifestyle changes, sort of like all these other life changes that we make. And we've got to go through um, a whole host of challenging emotions as part of that
1: journey. And just like you were saying, though, it's interesting about like timely timeliness around stories so in terms of that structure of the the grief and the anger and the loss and the you know the the five stages of grief when we think about you know potentially people need to get to acceptance and so um I just think it's fascinating off the top of my head you know the I've been there story is a powerful one like you say with with Bernie telling you know the the new patients like his story would have been the most powerful one right that they could yeah. hear when they were feeling angry or frustrated is, yeah. hey, I've been there. And so if we connect that to business, and I and I think that's the thing with leaders too, because that's the story that I've always found, you know, having been a practitioner of whatever um, organization I, you know, having done the work, mm-hmm. when you're then a leader, you're able to do the I've been there story when times are hard. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's and then like you, you have
2: credibility. Yeah.
1: Huge credibility, huge credibility. And so that could be hard for a young dietitian mm-hmm. sitting in front of a, a an older guy who's just had a heart attack like you can't tell the I've been there story right. in the exact same way. Um, right. And he was right. looking at me
2: cynically like, yeah, right. You <laughs> Who know, are you? it's easy for you to say. Yeah. Um, but, you know, where where are your wrinkles to prove
1: that? Absolutely. You you've earned that. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And I have to say, you know, it's harder when you're young sometimes. (laughs) Anyway, I was working in a night shelter when I was 21. And and I would tell people as they were leaving at 7 a.m. getting kicked out because they had to go and try and find a job at some, you know, my nice Canadian girl would be like, have a nice day. (laughs) Uh, And they would just pat my head and kind of go, "Thanks, Leanne. <laughs> See you later." Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you know. So and again, it's um, so it's timeliness and and kind of and how. But uh, it's a fascinating idea that that there's a, a like you say there's a process of um, determining where somebody's at emotionally, right. yeah. in order to connect the story you're going to tell them. Yeah.
2: Love well, it. actually, this kind of sparks um, another. Story and episode in my life. So my about I don't know, fifteen years ago or so, my husband had a kidney stone emergency in the middle of the night, and he had to take the ambulance because our kids were were little and you know I couldn't take them, you know, get them out of bed and haul them to the ER. So I I get there the next day, and he'd already settled in his room and gotten acquainted with his roommate, who'd had a heart attack the night before. And Jay, my husband's kind of a friendly guy. He'd taken some time to get to know the man and his wife, and he was aware that the two of them were just just shaking in shock that he had heart disease. They didn't even know he had risk factors. Right. And um, by the time I got there, the privacy curtain had been pulled, so, you know, we settled down in our little semi-private spaces and, um, you know, amidst the noises of, you know, the beep and drones of hospital equipment, you know, in comes the, the hospital dietitian to give the roommate his discharge diet instructions. And I, you know, can't help but kind of eavesdrop, because it's been quite some time since I'd had to do a task like that, and I was curious, you know, how how this practice had evolved. So she launches in to these, just starts dumping facts on him, foods to eat, foods to avoid. Um, she's going through these exchange lists, which are these six lists of food and portion sizes and label reading and, you know, menus and, you know, grocery shopping. And, you know, my head was spinning and I'm familiar with this content. And about three or four times during her little counseling, she said, oh, this is just going to be so easy for you. You can get this Mm. product or that product and it's just perfect. You know, you can cook it for two, um, you know, nice small portions. And about the third time she's pushing, uh, you know, a product for, for two, my husband whispers over to me, they have six
1: kids. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, Ooh. you know,
2: so what I, you know, take away is she wasn't listening to his story. No. If she had listened to her sto- his story, taken some time to know that she would have realized that her facts didn't fit his situation. Sorry. but. Also, what he needed that day was a story of hope and inspiration. He needed a Bernie story that day yeah, to realize yeah. there's life on the other side and maybe, you know, three or four facts that were really important yeah. ones that he could use.
1: Yes. Well, and that's the thing about, again, Lynn, just what you got to earlier, which is around have a look at the person in front of you or people in front of you where are they at and and tailor what you're going to say because I can't imagine being that frightened and you know six kids that's a lot of you know that's a lot of people in the family to support and he's just had a heart attack and she's already shrinking his family and kind of (laughs) making it easier she thinks it's easy and then anyway I just uh, that's a really great example though of where we often in professions we make assumptions yeah and don't yeah. listen to the story. Um, yeah. so that's a really love, good example.
2: I love to call that one the dietitian who sounded like Charlie Brown's teacher, you know, and I think yeah. he's probably
1: all Yeah, it's so right. It's so true. And and again, and there's so many it's it's not just dietitians. It's lots of us. We do it all the time yeah. and often uh, don't pay attention to to what people's um, you know, and I think sometimes it's because we're concentrating on what we want to say. Um, rather than, you know, we have to tell them this or we have to tell them that. So now we're going to take a, a break now. But what we're going to do when we come back is we're going to talk some more to Gene about. So this is really crucial stuff in terms of thinking about who your story is is going to be told to is very, very important. But what you can do before that is have stories that you've already mined from your life so that you can pull one out at an appropriate time. So um, one of my favorite topics. So we're gonna be back in just a moment. We're gonna be talking to you more about Mining Your Life for Stories. We'll see you in a sec.
0: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Activate and grow your storytelling superpower with Leanne Pico of Very Good Stories. Stories inspire, stories engage, and stories move people to action. It's pretty powerful stuff. Story Coach Leanne Pico will help you develop your storytelling skills to be a more effective leader, build a more powerful brand, or create a team of storytelling powerhouses. You can email Leanne at Leanne at VeryGoodStories.com or check out her website at VeryGoodStories.com. Contact Leanne today to grow your storytelling superpower. Does your organization lack proper leadership? Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Story Powered with Leanne Pico. If you want to find out more about Leanne or the program, connect with us on the web at VeryGoodStories.com. Now, back to Story Powered.
1: Hey there. Welcome back. It's Nampi Co. I'm your host and I am chatting today with Jean of Stor- Jean Storley of Storley Telling. Um, so before the break, we were just chatting about um, the fact like Jean's history in health and also in corporate um, has led to... Lent led us to a very cool discussion around how we think about story and how we work with people um, in story and particularly Jean's stories around health were really cool because they illustrate and again um, for everybody listening it doesn't let you off the hook just because you're not in health <laughs> doesn't mean they don't apply because we do it all the time as leaders and entrepreneurs we think about the story that we want to tell and that is important and so right now we're going um, to talk to Gene about um, finding stories that you can tell um, but the second part is about thinking about where your audience is emotionally and so that's how you can that gives you a clue and a cue as to the story to to deliver with them at the time so that was a really important lesson and and I think it's um, a big one I always call it find the feeling so find the feeling of, of the audience that you're trying to share with and then you can it will lead you to the right story so Jean welcome back thank you it's good to good to be chatting with you. So now, tell yeah. us we're gonna like we're gonna get into some good practical stuff now, which is about um, where can we mine the stories in our lives. I love the word mining, by the way, because it it gives me a picture and a story in my head of what we're gonna do. So um, where where do we mine them from?
2: Well, okay, so I'm gonna just start with a with another little story here. Um, so about the time I was developing. My storytelling capabilities, I had a networking breakfast with Maggie, who kept telling me, I'm not any good at telling stories. You know, my husband's great, and I'm just the listener. And uh, But meanwhile, um, throughout the breakfast, she had me transfixed with this amazing story about a career turning point, point. Um, and it, it was so vivid and compelling. I felt like I was in her office at 8.30 that dark winter night when she had her epiphany moment. And that really got me pondering the barriers that hold professionals back from using stories in their work. And one of the most common ones I hear is that people think that that they have to be the life of the party or they have to have some kind of stage presence or, you know... Formal training as a master storyteller or an acting background or journalism background.
1: Right, yes. So,
2: you know, that's that's, that's one issue. But another really big one is that people dismiss their lives as boring and dull. You know, Mm -hmm. I grew up in the Mm -hmm. suburbs. I don't have any interesting stories. You know, Leanne, do you hear
1: hear that from people? All the time. And they worry about their stories being good enough. Like They don't have stories or they're not good enough stories.
2: So I began to dig around a little bit and eventually came up with a framework to help uh, people mine their life for stories. And one of the books that, that gave me a lot of help with this was Jack McGuire's book called The Power of Personal Storytelling. And um, so anyway, I, I kind of got some ideas from him as well as a lot of the other books out there, and I put a pro- an approach together that, that works for me. And I teach this in my workshop, and I give participants a chance to reflect on um on the stories in their life and um, creating, like, their own little treasure chest of story ideas. So it's it's really quite easy. I'm going to give a little bit of a roadmap. So I'd like you to either imagine or, if you want, just grab out a blank piece of paper and make a grid. So three columns, four rows. So in the columns, you're going to put step one, step two, step three, and under step one, you're going to put find the story gem. Under step two, you're going to put find the deeper meaning. And under step three, you're going to put connect, uh, find the connection to your business communication. So find, you know, connect it to your business. And then in the rows, you're going to put four pathways. So the first pathway is the people. The second one is the places. The third is the events, and the fourth is the objects. So the people, places, events, and objects in your life are these little gold mines that you can go digging into to find your stories. So let's just kind of go with me a little bit on this, and let's start by exploring step one, find your story gems. So I'm going to throw out some, some starter ideas. And as I throw these out, just start to let your brain go and see if any of these starter ideas trigger some stories that you, you know, that you have in your life. So, Leanne, will you kind of play along and, and see if this works for you and the you sure audience will. as well? So, yeah. first, the people in your life, you know, did you have a colorful roommate? You know, those, those roommates, <laughs> there's lot, lots of drama that happens, you know, in those college roommate situations or, you know, beyond. Was yep. there ever a boss who gave you harsh feedback that you didn't know you need, but you look back and you realize, yeah, my life is better because I got that feedback. Um, not,
1: Not there- that one for me. <laughs> Do you have that one? Do you want to share that story? No, no, not okay. that one. <laughs> okay, not that one. Well, we'll I'm hear, totally, you know, think, you've got me thinking about my college roommate right now, though, because I'm, oh, okay. I'm kind All of right. right there. But well, anyway, well, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, we'll get you
2: to come back and share share one of them that, that sparked. Um, was there someone yeah. that you hero-worshipped? Um, you know, are, do you still hero-worship them, or did they fall off the pedestal? You know, that could be an interesting little turning point, an interesting little gem. Um, was there someone who made you feel welcome when you were feeling really scared and uncertain and joining a group or a, a team or an event? Um, so those are the types of, you know, those are just a few examples. But if you begin to think of the people who either enriched your life or changed your life or helped you or taught you a really important lesson, you know, like grandparents and parents and, um, you know, friends, teachers, um, lots and lots of stories in the, that, the, the, people facets of our life. So then if we move on and we look at places, um, you know, are there some adventurous places like, you know, climbing a mountain or, um, you know, rowing across a really long lake or, you know, navigating, a, a, a challenging, um, uh, uh, rapid, you know, uh, you know, waterway, um. Is there a safe place that you retreat to when you want to feel comfortable? Um, What about a scary place Um, like, uh, you know, getting lost in the woods um, or, you know, a place that just makes you, you know, the the old haunted house when you were kids that was abandoned in your neighborhood um, or an unfamiliar place? Um, All of these places are also treasure troves for, for stories. And then we can look at the events in our life, like flunking a driving, your driving test. Um, I know I, I flunked mine the first time, which was really a good thing because I wasn't prepared. You know, I flunked on parallel parking, but just overall I wasn't ready. Um, and uh, so those, those experiences are, are turning points. And there's a lot of emotion and drama in there. You know, how about a first job interview? Um, going off to college moving to a new city, you know, and finding your career passion. Lots of people have great stories around that. Um, they all, all these turning points in our life, all these events, impart life lessons that can be more broadly applicable, and you can pluck them out and apply them to new, new situations. So our last little, you know, uh, goldmine to, to explore are the objects in our life first car. Um, uh, My first car story is a, it's a mentoring story. It was my, he he was my next door neighbor and, you know, my parents didn't think I should get a car and I found this car and I, um, um, it, it, it didn't have a paint job. It was what was in my price range, but the previous owner had stripped the paint off and had not finished painting it. And my neighbor who was an engineer, he helped me paint that car. And the way he helped me was, these amazing lessons of how to be a good mentor. Um, So, but people love their first car stories. It could be, um, you know, useful shenanigans, making a mistake, or it could be a story about responsibility and, you know, hard-earned money. It could be um, a story around independence and adventure. So, those, you know, objects really feel like they're small, but... They're big when you kind of attach with that symbolism that, that can go with it. it. Um, is there ever a frivolous or spontaneous purchase you made? Um, that's got to be a story. Um, or something that you lost or broke. Um, and all of these little objects and the meaning that they have in your life, they start to reveal your quirks, maybe your values, um, and... Maybe they reflect how some of your values were shaped. You know that you lost something that you thought you really, really needed, and then, you know, life has gone on, and you realize, yeah, I didn't need that object. So um, those are kind of that. That's the little quick roadmap. So uh, Leanne, did you nice. kind of
1: have any stories sparked from your life that came I have out of s- that? <laughs> so many. <laughs> it's it's like already like we're only in the first column. And I'm just taking a trip back. And this is the thing, though, and this is the bit that I love about stories because, you know, again, we can say, oh, I don't have any stories. And I'll tell you what, like even as a story coach and especially as a blogger, I can honestly sit in front of my computer and think I don't have a single story to tell um, just because it's not coming to me at that moment. Right. But what you just did was wonderful because it's just, um, you know, and it shows the value of this kind of exercise, which is it just tweaks stuff. It just pulls stuff. So, you know, I'm thinking about my college roommate. I'm thinking about when I moved to England, I'm thinking about my first car. Like I've, I've already got about five or six stories sitting right there. Um, So thank you for that. That's really cool. Okay. So what about the deck? So I've got them in my head. So I'm sitting here with my, um, you know, and, and, and just help me, help me out a little bit here because some, some of the stories I might go back and go, "Mm, I don't think that one. No, I don't think that one. Is it important at this stage not to make a judgment?
2: Absolutely, I was just going to make that point. So you, okay. you, you pulled the, pulled the words right out of me. Um, <laughs> it, 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 you, two things right here, you know, kind of you're going for quantity. It's the rules around brainstorming. You know, the wilder the better. You know, bigger quantity you can build. And stories beget stories. So when you're doing this in a workshop and, you know, and someone has an idea, then that begins to spark other ideas. So I encourage people at this first stage, we aren't developing the story. The idea is to just try to get down as many ideas as later as, as you can, and you can come back to them later. And sometimes I, you know, when I do this for myself, the story idea might sit there for a really long time. It might sit there for a year or two and it's just on my list. And I haven't really found the right way I might develop the story, but that's right. why it's just important not not to judge them yet. Um, yeah. And then you know the next stage is uh, is when when we'll we'll,
1: uh, we'll add, start to add meaning and develop them out and. And do a little so how, bit more with so it. So tell us a bit about that then. We got about uh, four minutes to the break. So I think we could cover that part right now and, and then yeah, we could okay. cover the last bit after the break. But how do you start then digging into the meaning? Okay. So
2: um, so the, the next thing is is this is where step two and step three come in. So you're gonna move okay. to kinda of your next column. Um so I'm going to, you know, reference back to Claire Taylor, uh, who was your guest a couple weeks ago, and I'm a huge, huge Claire fan, and mm-hmm. she talked about um, starting with your audience and the message you want to convey, and that's certainly one way that you can can start to to do do this. So you could go to column three and begin to work backwards and see if any of these stories oh, might cool. yeah. connect you to um, to to your column three. Or nice. you could go to column two. And so column two would be then to just take your story ideas, just the, the quick, you know, brainstorm that you had, and reflect on the various meanings or messages that a story might convey. And then bear in mind that many stories are going to have more than one, one meaning or message.
0: So yeah. that's fine.
2: Just dot, jot down all the ways the story could go. And then think about, you know, what might that story illustrate, a core value a lesson learned, a mistake you made, people who shaped your life, where you find comfort and satisfaction. Um, And that then helps you begin to know the meaning. And then your step three would be, you know, how would you connect this meaning and message to a business situation? And we can kind of go into those a little bit more when when we come after break because that's going to be a really important part of, Having these stories um, kind of ready to apply to
1: business. Okay, so in terms of meaning then, so I'm just thinking for people who aren't used to doing this. So say yeah. i'm gonna I'm gonna give you my example of my um, college roommate, and then maybe you can okay. help me find a meaning from it. Um, it might okay. not be a fair story because I hate I hated my college roommate. <laughs> yeah. but this was this was the thing. So I went to university and I'd never shared a room before. And I'd always had my own room. Even my sister, I had a sister, but we always had our own rooms. Now, all of a sudden, I'm in this room, little small room, with a girl I don't even know. And um, it was kind of love-hate, right? Because sometimes we got on, and then other times I I didn't enjoy her. She'd bring boys back. It was a girl's dorm. Um, I just, and, and really, it wasn't really her fault. I struggled with having somebody... Um, in the same room with me. Mm -hmm. And then I descended into dislike, because it just annoyed Mm -hmm. me that she was around. So I'm, I'm, I'm struggling thinking about what what meaning I could pull from that to then utilize later. Do you have any thoughts on that?
2: I I guess I got got a few more questions before we can get there. So yeah, in your experience with uh, what, what, uh, with, what, what was her name? Are you comfortable or give me a... I'm going to uh, call
1: her Janet. Okay. That's
2: let's not call her Janet. name, but so, I don't want to front. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so in, in your journey with Janet, um, what what were... Um, how did that go? Like, did you have a like a big blow up at some point? Did you learn to adapt to Janet? Um, yeah, we just started to ignore each space? other. We you just ignored, ignored each, each other. other.
1: Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, is, is this too hard? <laughs> I'm finding it okay. hard to leap into. <laughs> we well, got about a cool. minute, so we, can, we don't have to solve it just right now. But, yeah. Uh, well, I, yeah, I have a few ideas. Like, one of yeah. them
2: would be, um, you know, just about shared space. So there's a right. story around that. You know, yes. so in the workplace, you have to share a lot of things. You have to share the copier. You have to share... Um, conference rooms. You have to share, um, you know, you have to be quiet because you might work in a cube. So it, it might be about, you know, boundaries, respect. Um, you nice. know, and she clearly abused some of your boundaries by bringing oh, boys in. Oh, I love in. that. And so, yes. so, you know, a shared space. It might be, you know, coping how you get the resiliency to cope with something that is making you really uncomfortable. So you could find maybe a resiliency story. Right. Um, so those are yeah. two two meanings. Nice.
1: That I could and come then you up just with. and like you say, stories beget stories, and it also meaning begets meaning. Because I also jumped to you know the fact that in a way we were kind of colleagues. We might have been roommates, but we are colleagues at school. Right. And you don't always love your colleagues. Often right. we have to sit with with folks all day long right. that that are they're not as my right. nieces and my son say they're not my favorite. So. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: well, yeah, I when, mean, when it, you know, when
2: it had that office mate who's loud and, yeah. you know, maybe they, you know, open up a can of tuna and leave it in
1: their garbage. Yes, or, you exactly. You know, something like that. and That's they eat right, your lunch. They eat your lunch. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's so true. So thank you because that, that helped me because I was stuck there. And like I say, I'm a story coach and I got stuck. But it just shows we get stuck in our own stories because we attach so much meaning to our story. So it's really helpful having this kind of exercise to pull it out and kind of depersonalize it a little bit. So so we're going to just take a quick break and what we're going to do when we come back is make the leap over to um, the uh, connecting it to your business. So Jean's done yeah. a little bit of that with us but let's dive into that a little bit more um, because we can because um, that's often the bit that we forget to do and as we talked to Steve last week it's it's one of the most important bits um, making sure that it connects to something that you're you're talking about so make sure you check out Jean's website it's um, www.storelytelling.com and we'll be back in just a moment to keep going with this discussion see you soon
0: voice america business network the bottom line in business Activate and grow your storytelling superpower with Leanne Pico of Very Good Stories. Stories inspire, stories engage, and stories move people to action. It's pretty powerful stuff. Story coach Leanne Pico will help you develop your storytelling skills to be a more effective leader, build a more powerful brand, or create a team of storytelling powerhouses. You can email Leanne at leanne at verygoodstories.com. Or check out our website at verygoodstories.com. Contact Leanne today to grow your storytelling superpower.
1: What is the serve hour? Well, to start, it's a different kind of listening experience. It's one that involves you, host Jim Blackburn, and his engaging guests in some very provocative and opinion shaping conversations you'll hear and be invited to participate in that will challenge traditional beliefs about management and today's workplace. Also, these conversations will help you look at yourself and your work differently. Make it your business to tune into Voice America Business for The Serve Hour, live every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time. It will shake you awake.
0: The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. Listening to Story Powered with Leanne Pico. If you want to find out more about Leanne or the program, connect with us on the web at VeryGoodStories.com. Now, back to Story Powered.
1: Hey, welcome back. It's me, Leanne Pico, your host. I'm chatting today with Jean Storley of Storytelling, uh, Storley Telling see it's so easy it's such a cool last name um, before the break um, Jean was helping walk, walk walking us through a very practical exercise we we're just having a little talk about this in the in the break because what I love about this exercise is it is so practical um, it there is nothing mysterious or magical there's everything magical about storytelling in my mind and about story but it's not magic you don't need to learn new um, magical powers in order to be able to do it and that's why I always call it the human superpower because we already know how to do this we're really good at it it's just being mindful about how we do it so um so what we're going to do is i I think what we'll do gene is let's keep going on the chart and kind of continue that conversation and then and then we're going to talk after that about um why it's useful to have these stories in place, so so okay. we talked about um, so we've got our, our chart for people. Who just a reminder on the left hand side in the co- down column, you have people, places, events, and objects, and then across you have find your story gems, find the deeper meaning, and connect it to your business. So you have a call three columns across. So we've we've talked about the story gems, and um, Gina was very helpful, and, and um, then you know, giving us lots of good fodder to to jump from in terms of finding those stories. And then we were just talking about the deeper meaning. So, Jean, you're helping me with my college roommate story. And I love that we found some deeper meaning in there. Um, so then how are we, um, so did we already connect that to our business situation? Or what does this next step look like? Like, how okay. are we making the leap over?
2: Yeah, okay, so if we just come back to your college roommate story, we actually did get all the way across because we found the meaning, right. you know, shared space, resilience, yes. those are like two meanings, and then we kind of got the first one all the way over to, you know, in the workplace. So nice. the other thing nice. that, you know, I encourage people when you're doing the grid is if you, if you come up with a story idea and all of a sudden your brain starts jumping to step two and step three, go go ahead and fill out the road. So yeah. on the other hand... You're just coming up with a lot of story ideas, and your brain is going there. Go ahead and fill out the columns, you know. So there's no linear path to this. Right. You can kind yeah. of make yourself circuitously all the way through this, this little grid. So let's just, um, like, now assume that you've got, you know, uh, maybe let's say a favorite place story, for example. Um, you could use that to, to tell that story about this favorite place and maybe something really special that first time that happened or that always happens when you're in your favorite place, and that could set the tone for a warm and welcoming kickoff of a team event, okay? So that's like a really simple way to bring, you know, a story all the way through. Um, Getting lost in the woods could provide lessons around innovation, for problem solving, you know. Remember how, like, in that Winnie the Pooh story where they got lost and they kept kept coming back to the same place, and <laughs> you know that happens when you're problem solving. You know, yeah. You think you're, you know, on a path that's going to get you to the solution, and then whoa, you're back at the beginning. But you know the persistence. And then if you're working through, you know, if you got lost with someone else, you know, did did people get in a fight? You know, my family went got lost in a um, one of those. Uh, uh, pumpkin pet or, or um, oh you know, yes um, those the mazes. mazes you know those happy yeah. mazes yeah and we ended up in, like we were all fighting by the end you know <laughs> someone thought they had the path and you know and then took us <laughs> down that and then there we ended up like you know Winnie the Pooh and those characters you know back at the same spot and we were all just yeah. like angry and so it brings out you know team dynamics so. Lots and lots of, um, you know, analogies that you can, can take out of, uh, you know, getting lost or exploring. Um, how about something like losing your luggage in a foreign airport? Um, that could reveal how you cope with communication barriers um, or even just panic, you know, um, And so, actually, I'm going to share a little story that someone in one of my workshops um, brought forward. One little exercise I do when I'm kicking off my workshops is I have everyone spin around and share a little-known fact and just a headline about that little-known fact and not tell the whole story. But later on, they get to tell the story. So, after we've learned a little bit more about storytelling. So, her headline was, I found my husband in a closet. (laughs) All right, So that's kind of intriguing, huh?
1: It's very intriguing. I can't wait.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So her story behind that was she, she was a dietitian and she was in graduate school, had been one of these high achievers, you know, follow the rules, do everything the right way. You know, her career was working out really well for her with that approach. But on the romance side of her life, not so much. She'd date people, but they were like her and... The, the the sort of the spark and, you know, excitement wasn't quite there. And these relationships would, you know, be kind of flat and fade out over time. Well, you know, so in graduate school she meets this guy who had just finished traveling around the world and he was flat broke. All he could afford was to rent a closet in some friend's apartment. Mm-hmm. And that was how she met him. Right. What he introduced to her was the whole world of adventure, World cuisines, travel, spontaneity, um, living in the moment, and her way she links that to nutrition is that um, people who want to make diet and health all about rules and rigidity and you know things they can and can't do are sucking the fun out of. You know, nutrition, health, and diet, and that right. um, you've got to open yourself up to spontaneity and you've got to let the world's cuisines come in and you've got to let yourself be a little more relaxed about all of this. So right. I thought that was just a beautiful little um, example of this novel, interesting episode in her life that she could pull all the way through to nutrition.
1: Well, and it's funny because it's, and again, not to get pedantic about it, but like, that's like a people place and event, um, all together, uh, which is really cool. And like yeah. you say, though, it is, it, and, and that's the thing is that sometimes when you're telling the story and that, uh, in actual fact, that's the most fun bit when people are kind of like, what, like, they're just in the story and not, they're not worrying about tying it. They're just enjoying yeah. the story. Cause that's how it works. But then when you tied it back, it just made me smile. I was like, Oh, Okay. Because yeah. and it's an instant connection with your message. Instant. Right. It was instant when you told me that story.
2: Yeah. Well, and it's really ironic because, like you say, like we've been saying, the stories beget get stories. So, in that same workshop, another dietitian um, said, "I met, I married the boy next door." So okay, we had two stories about <laughs> you know from <laughs> dietitians about you know the, who they chose and the way she tied that to nutrition is that. You know, people are going out and trying to find these exotic, you know, elimination diet, and I don't eat this, and I don't eat that, and, you know, I'm eating the, you know, fancy diet du jour, and really, it's sometimes what's right in front of your face. It's, you know, uh, kind of like what grandma said, the boy next door. Um, yeah. it's, it's that simple and that, and that basic, and to not forget yeah. the basics.
1: So but just like of, eat your vegetables and, and exercise, done, yeah. you done. Yeah, You're done. eat
2: three yeah. meals a day and, you know, watch your portions. Don't, you know, overindulge too often, you know, yeah. those sort of basic principles.
1: Yeah, and just because, um, you know, they seem basic. And again, it just bringing it back to what you said at the very beginning is, is around, you know, when we think about our stories, we think they're two every day. But those are exactly the stories people can connect to. And like you said, the buying the first car. Uh, everybody who drives has has that story. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's that's really great. Now, now in terms of that, so I think you've done a really great job in terms of tying the the kind of the process together. And I hope everybody's had a chance to try their chart and 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 um and I would just take it away and 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 uh, keep going because honestly, it's it's really cool the number of stories that you have. So um, people might be sitting there thinking okay, Jean, well, I don't have a presentation coming up and um, I'm not sure what my team's going to need next week. So, so why am I doing this? Yeah. Well, you know, I think it's really useful
2: to build your treasure chest of stories so that they're ready when you need them. So yeah. you're in the middle of a difficult conversation with an employee or you step on an elevator with an executive or you're in a networking lunch. So if you begin to have some of these stories at the ready and you know how they connect through, you know, does it connect to a value or does it tell a little bit about who you are? Does it tell a little bit about your philosophy of how you practice in your career? Um, And so what, you know, having this little roadmap filled out for yourself, it gives you a chance to begin to develop and road test the stories. Um, You know, talk to a few colleagues about it, you know, tell them over the water cooler and kind of casual, low-risk situations, you know, sitting around um, having cocktails. That's always a great time to to practice stories. Um, (laughs) Absolutely. And then, you know, when you're going to use them in prime time, they're a little bit more ready. Um, You also want to make sure that your business stories deliver the message you intend. And Again, going back to Claire Taylor, um, your guest from a few weeks ago, she did a really good job Delving into that, and I loved her phrase, the unintended side effects. And <laughs> Me that, too. Um, it's, it's really good. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, if you're kind of thinking through where you're taking that story and how it's applying to business, um, you can keep yourself from just starting to tell a story that goes nowhere, which you really don't want to do that when you step onto the elevator and you've got your moment with this executive and you just tell a story that flops, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, yeah, that's where I think it's, um you know, why it is so valuable to kind of curate the stories in your life and then store them in, in a place where you can easily retrieve them. And, you know, there's no magic about where you store them um, in a folder. Um, like I have a folder on my desk, and sometimes I'm just sticking Post-it notes in there. A story comes up, and I don't have time to do any more with it, but I just want to make sure I don't lose it. Um, yeah. If I'm out and about, I put them in my, in my, um, my uh Smartphone. I have a folder Thanks. on my cool. task list that's just called Story Ideas, and I stick them in there. Or some people like journals. Um, so wherever, whatever works for you, but just start to, like, capture these. And you'll find now that you're thinking about your life this way, um, stories will come up. And when you hear stories that other people share, it might spark one of yours. Or, you know, you can also tell other people's story. You can say, you know, I heard a really great story the other day, and yeah. You know, it yeah, makes track cool. up, um... Mm-hmm.
1: That's fantastic. And then the other part is is just around, you know, as you get used to um, uh, thinking of stories and you get used to telling them, what happens is is they come automatically to you because right. you've done this work in advance. So, um Jean, mm-hmm. thank you so much. It was it was so wonderful. This is a great exercise. I wish we could keep going on this because it's um it's such a cool exercise and so crucial for people to feel confident about the stories yeah. they tell. So thanks so much for sharing that with us.
2: Oh, you know, my pleasure, Leanne. This is this has been a blast. It's really
1: fun. It's been so Thank you. Part of it. Thank you. I'm so glad you could be here. Uh, now, everybody, don't forget to check out Jean's website. It's www. S T O R L I E telling.com um and jean obviously has some great workshops and some um uh great materials that she can share there so now um next week i will be chatting with dr amit nagpul Nagpal, I think it is, in India and we'll be talking about the why and the how of creating stories that inspire so we're all looking for inspiration of some kind these days and uh, stories are one of the very best vehicles to tell it and Dr. Ahmed I've been an admirer of the stories that he tells I'm, we're linked in together and I've I've uh, been following his, his his writings and they're they're excellent so I'm very much looking forward to talking to him and don't forget to do the storytelling trends survey I told you about earlier so go to Leanne, uh, go to verygoodstories.com or you can email me at leanne at verygoodstories.com survey closes on September 25th so do it soon and you could be in the draw for those wonderful story books by the great authors that we've talked to here Story Powered is on every Tuesday at 1pm Eastern Time and 10am Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Thanks so much for joining me Leanne Pico and Story Powered I'll see you next week with more story
0: Thank you for joining us this week for Story Powered. Leanne Pico invites you to tune in for another engaging program next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll help take your story and your business to the next level.